again, everyone. Welcome to a groundbreaking edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show, episode 60. Before I drop the bomb on what is surely the biggest piece of news you've heard in the past 20 seconds, I want to offer a content (laughs) warning. We're going to swear. We're going to carry on. We're going to cuss, hoot, and or holler. My name is Jesse, and I'm going to throw it over to the duo that are trapped in the closet. I'm Megan. And I'm Dean, folks. And I guess they're not going to throw it to chance, oh, so sorry, I will. sorry, I just assumed he would go. Yeah, I, that's sort of, like, there's only one other person. If, like, you know, he's so shy that he'd be <laughs> like, oh, 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 Chance, Chance, could you join us, please? Come join the he's circle, He's not chance. shy, he just wants to feel okay? special. <laughs> yeah, is, it o- is it okay if I yeah, talk? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, you're, I will okay. give you permission to speak. Thank okay, you. Okay, guys. Hey, it's me, Chance. Um, I was just waiting for the respect of my co-hosts but hopefully one day that will come keep waiting bud (laughs) late breaking news this story comes to us from realrawnews.com author michael baxter published only a few days ago but i'm reporting it to you now real breaking news. news that's right the headline hillary clinton hanged at gitmo (laughs) <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead, folks. Uh, I've been predicting this for a while now. Uh, I've been reading the bones. I've been doing, uh, you know, uh, palm readings, entrails. Uh, I've been reading everything. I've even been reading the National Post. That's uh, right. You've and the Q briefs. Exactly. Q, Q said this would happen uh, several times, several hundred times. Yeah. But it's fact, finally come to fruition. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Ms. Clinton, if that is her real name, uh, mm. has been uh, executed by Donald Trump <laughs> at least seven or eight times now. But, <laughs> at this point, yes. Yeah. You I, know, I feel like this one, they finally got her. The article also said under the jurisdiction of President Donald Trump. So good to see he still has a lot of sway. Yeah. Uh, he can get things done. Okay, my, my question is, because her Twitter is still active, it almost like clone. she's not dead. So no, who no, no, do we think clone. is running the Twitter? Yeah, that, that's a clone. Oh, okay. it's either, well, I was going to say, it's either a this clone is also, or a daughter. This is also like the third clone death. <laughs> that's um, true. Like, this is like the third or fourth iteration of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So we got to... Like really work on our cloning. Yeah. Well, let's it's, stop. We just keep the HC producing. three thousand at this point. Let's stop yeah, burying yeah. the lead. I'm gonna get into it. Scrambled eggs with jalapeno peppers and a strawberry milkshake. The last meal of the condemned. Hillary Rodham Clinton (laughs) was hanged at Guantanamo Bay Monday night. Her death, the culmination of an operation that began on March 2nd when U.S. Navy SEALs on Donald Trump's authority arrested the disgraced politician at her Chappaqua, New York mansion. After a five-day tribunal at the world's most infamous detention center, a three-officer panel found Clinton guilty of murder, accessory to murder, treason, (laughs) child trafficking. That's democracy, baby. Clinton, who had refused counsel, had uttered nary a word throughout the proceedings and had taken Vice Admiral John G. Hannock's sentence of death with an unflinching gaze. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they sort of make her sound cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised, like, they don't have her, like, screaming and wailing and, like, passing out like it's 9-11 or something. 
No, well, no, she sounds pretty tight. Like, she's just taking it on the chin. She knew it was coming. The world is about to sleep quieter tonight, Vice Admiral John G. Hannick <laughs> said to a small assembly that included three Joint Chiefs of Staff, and notably Donald J. Trump, who garbed <laughs> in his typical dark suit and crimson tie, had arrived at Gitmo earlier in the day. Mike Pompeo and former NYC Mayor Rudy Giuliani flanked him, both men having played an integral role in amassing <laughs> evidence against Clinton. <laughs> Shoot, oh coward. You were only going to kill an archduchess of hell you know rudy giuliani that master of intel gathering the man (laughs) famously tricked by borat (laughs) yeah under military guard a shackled hillary clinton was escorted from camp delta detention block to gallows made of steel latticework and a downward swinging door beneath her feet i'm glad he described how a gallows works uh, essentially, attached to the steel beam was a rectangular box with five red circular buttons protruding from the case. In front of each button stood a uniformed soldier atop the okay, platform. Okay, at this point, soldier. you're like, you're not actually reading. From, this is just your own fantasy, right? Is this actually in the article? Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like fanfic. Like, yeah, well, that's exactly that is exactly what it is. You hit the nail on the head there. Know, Vice but... Admiral Hannock addressed the execution detail. When I say ready, and not one moment before. You will poise your left index finger in front of the button. You will keep it hovered there until I say execute, and then you five must simultaneously press your button. Only one of five <laughs> buttons will trigger the door, and none of you know which button that was. I'm just, I'm just imagining Why it's, would that it's like necessary? that office bit where they're all trying to jump at the same time, and all five mm. of these military doofuses just cannot hit a button on the count of three. I was going to say, this just sounds like saw shit. Oh, here we go. Essentially, they had a uh, priest ask her for her last words, and she broke her silence saying, I'm Hillary Clinton. You can't do this to me. She said, her voice a witch's cackle. It's already done, (laughs) Donald J. Trump shouted at her. (laughs) Ready, Vice Admiral Hannock nodded at the execution detail. After a moment's pause, he gave the execute order, and the soldiers pressed their buttons, and the grate beneath Clinton's feet swung open. Her legs and feet, still shackled at the ankles, twitched a moment or two, then stopped. The rope was cut, and Clinton's lifeless body lay sprawled in a damp patch of grass. A confidential source involved in Sorry, Trump's mission... they just mission, did this on the lawn? <laughs> yeah. A confidential source involved in Trump's mission to obliterate the deep state <laughs> said the overall mood was somber and melancholic. There was oh no God. celebration, no jubilation, just an atmosphere of contentedness and acknowledgement that what they had done was done. The nature of her crimes overshadowed celebratory thought, but a four-decade reign of terror had come to an end. As much so they as were Trump, sad that they killed Clinton? Well, in a way, as much as Trump hated her, this was purely business. He cares about the children who suffered at her hands more than he cares about what she did to him. Yes, her demise sends a signal to the deep state, but Trump knows there are many more to go and won't celebrate till the job is done. This Yet is another so W wild. for President Deals. This is, like, exactly <laughs> fanfic. It's like they, they actually just have their own fanfic websites. But only a couple yes. of them get to post, and not yeah, everybody. And, and, and it's fanfic in the exact same way that, like, you know, the the stage is set. Like everyone, there's a presupposition of like the characters and the setting, and you know the crimes that have been committed. Yeah, all their fave guys are there. Yeah, you know, it's it's great. It's like <laughs> it's like that's that what... fanfic. I I just I want people to. I guess that's sort of what Q is: is people injecting themselves mm-hmm. into the fanfic. Like, you know, like, the, the longest piece of fiction ever written is a self, like, an author insert uh, Super Smash Bros. fanfic that is, <laughs> like, thousands and thousands of pages long. 
That's exactly <laughs> what Q is. I mean, I that's what the conservative say. blogosphere is, except it was usually more like explicit sexual fantasy and fanfic work. That's true. Yeah, I was just about to say that, like, this is what real horseshoe theory is. <laughs> like, you go so far to the one side of, like, the Tumblr fanficiverse that you end up, like, on the other side, which is, like, the Q fanficiverse. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's like uh, what starts with Tumblr and 4chan splitting off eventually, you know, uh, converges on fanfic uh, that like you... Like wine moms. Yeah, that you, again, masturbate to profusely. Yeah, do you guys think a woman wrote this article? Who's it by, technically? <laughs> it's Michael Baxter. I said at the beginning, Megan. Yeah, Please. okay, that could be an alias. I'm Googling. <laughs> yeah, this I was, don't think I you're going to find gonna say anything. it could be an alien. Oh. This was written by like, Ice Queen Snow Dragon. <laughs> this was written by Isis. It's an op. Turns out Michael Baxter is an extremely common name. I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to when Obama is executed for stealing all of the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, well, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a classic. They're going to basically draw and quarter him using four Sonic the Hedgehogs, and they're each going to run at the same time. And that's what <laughs> but deserves. none of them will know which one of them killed him. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be hard to follow up that incredible bombshell story with our main topic, but we're going to do our best here. Although maybe not as globally important as the execution of Hillary Clinton at Guantanamo <laughs> Bay, Inshallah. this story does have some surprising international purchase. It's got a it's got a very international flavor to it. So let's jump into it. Uh, this is a story we were made aware of about a few weeks ago when the CBC began to report on what turned out to be extensive list of labor violations and general just awful nightmare capitalist practice at a local milk processing plant here in the city of Kingston. Dun, dun, dun. So we're going to be talking about Canada Royal Milk and its main company, Fei uh, High. That's the proper pronunciation I've learned. Fei Dairy and Fei International. So Fei International was established in 1962 and it's based out of Beijing. Fei Dairy is a subsidiary that markets, quote, and this is from the website, or what I could translate from the website, soybeans, rice products, and cereal. It is also a leading manufacturer in goat milk-based baby formula, and its product line includes a series of products such as Astro Baby, Super <laughs> Fei Fan, and Fei Fan, as well as a wide variety of fresh milk products. So with goat's milk, we're already, like, pretty satanic. But yeah, I imagine okay, it, gets it is worse the healthiest kind of milk to give your baby besides breast milk. It's the oh. most similar to human milk. Really? Yes. That is because we, would think we would are, be are of sin. I guess so. Cool. You think it would be monkey milk? Well, I don't think anyone wants oh. to milk a gorilla. Oh, dude. Could you, oh, my God. Could you imagine how strong a baby would be if you gave it monkey milk? <laughs> that would be so yeah, yeah. good. Big monkey or like milkers. How, how, how cute. <laughs> A baby would be if you gave it, like, bonobo milk. Like, you could choose specific, like, monkeys and apes. That's how you get a nympho baby, though. That seems fucked. Yeah. I want a yeah, chim- like I want... chimpanzee milk baby. My baby yeah, is, like, you know, uh, creating a, some sort of, like, weird, like, chimpanzee tribe uh, and murdering other babies. I don't know. This this uh, I want one this, of those. This got I want... away from me. <laughs> I want one of those... Um... I want one of those like frog babies, like yeah, the, the frog, yeah, like a frogman. Well, yeah, yeah, too I want to make a frogman frog out of monkeys. Milk, so, oh, you're Do still they... gonna use the if monkey you squeeze milk. a frog, milk will come out. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
I don't really know how to respond to that. I never thought of frog milk before, but now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Dean, you need to take this pitch to Fayhey. <laughs> I'm sure they've already looked into it. They need they, milk. Yeah, probably. They're, they're feeding us poison and suppressing our medicine. <laughs> so how did this deal come to be? Well, the short answer is a combination of exponential demand for milk and formula in China and a continued demand for milk and formula in Canada. So back in 2016, China announced they were ending their one-child policy. So as such, formula manufacturers expected a baby boom of sorts. Fei He, being one of the leading producers, knew that they would need to expand their potential production to meet that potential demand. Meanwhile, Canada, believe it or not, we don't really manufacture any baby formula, like, at all. That in- seems, A, very normal, and B, very safe, very logical. You know, if anything were to happen, like, for example, if a boat were to block the Suez Canal or something. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, we don't make baby formula largely because the dairy industry is like, eh, we just don't want to deal with, like, the powdering process that's required to make this. And also because our birth rate is on the decline, so there just isn't really a need for formula, which obviously portends industry. badly. That's right. Oh, wait, they should just market it to adults. Oh, uh, that I is like part this of the growth mm. industry. That is part Adult of it. Adult formula. They do make, like... Uh, meal replacement, I believe, mm. is what the term is. Oh, Soylent really is just like adult baby formula, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Fucking gross. Makes you shit the same as well. So Up your back like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love sitting on the toilet and just filling my bowl to where it goes up my back. <laughs> we, we call that the southern waterfall. <laughs> so, Fihe had many suitors, being that it is a multinational, like, billion-dollar corporation. And you'd be surprised to know that Kingston's mayor, Brian Patterson, was one of the thirstiest suitors for Fihe's delicious milk. <laughs> that seems okay. completely right to me. He would actually visit the facility in Beijing in January of 2016. I'm I'm sorry, what the fuck? He was yeah. courting Are you it. kidding me? No, that's the picture I sent, which will be the episode art. Is <laughs> Brian Patterson at the milk factory in Faihei. I This is baffling to me. Why Dude. is the Kingston mayor going to Beijing? He wants the uh, factory. You'll that's find it. Like well, I, it's because he's connected to the CCP. I, he's actually a very long-term member. He's a sleeper of agent. The, of I'm the sorry. Communist party. Is he connected to CP? What was that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. This is globalization in our backyard, folks. So Brian Patterson visits Beijing in the Faihe factory in January 2016. In October 2016, they ink the agreement to build the first goat milk formula factory in North America in the city of Kingston, Ontario. So let's talk about the specifics. Uh, Faihe International put over $332 million into this project, with the province of Ontario contributing an additional $24 million, mostly via the uh, way of grant funding. The city would cede 40 acres of land near the Invista Centre, so that's in the West End, for the 320,000-square-foot factory. And here's what their expectation was. They expected the factory, both building and then staffing it, to create 250 direct jobs. So those are the factory jobs. 1,500 indirect jobs, just spinning off from that. And 400 construction vacancies in a two-year period. 
So they sign off on everything. Kingston is chosen largely due to its geographical proximity to the 401 and multiple border crossings, so it's very much like a hub city. And uh, Phi Hay, they like the sounds of that because they can send things to Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, across the border. So they're like, great, this is perfect. However, something Chance noted way back in, I think, episode 13, which is our Prison Farms episode, is that Kingston and Corrections Canada just happened to be in discussions about reopening the prison farm at Collins Bay Penitentiary. One of the things they cultivate on that farm? Goats. And now, all of a sudden, you have a local and cheap source of milk. It should also be noted that Phi Hay has agreements in place with the agricultural ministries for both Ontario and Quebec to supply them with the product they need as well. But now you have this extra little thing to sweeten the pot, so to speak. So construction... Free labor. Exactly. Free labor, cheap product, and especially with prison farms, zero accountability as to where they're sourcing it from or mm. how they're getting it. Yeah, you could do literally anything. As we found out. Yeah. So yeah, construction yeah. begins in 2017, and they finish it December 2019. Great timing on that one. Uh, in fact, the factory was finished just days after Donald Trump's revised North American Trade Agreement, so that's his new version of NAFTA, was signed. So it's also known as the Canada-United States-Mexico Trade Act, or the Cum Trade Act, if you, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, although that's great for uh, cum aficionados everywhere, this was actually a major mm. issue for Fihe, as this new agreement essentially threw a spanner into the works. So, here's the issue. Fihe had planned to ship most of the formula made in Canada back to China for their prospective, you know, baby boom population. But the new agreement put a hard cap on the export limit for cow's milk formula, which would be some of the stuff they made. Also, the new agreement unified dairy pricing to American market levels. So in the past, Canada was a really appealing option because they were much cheaper prices. Now everything's unified. So this essentially meant that Fihe would have to pay more money for less formula. As such, they requested compensation for the potential lost earnings. And admittedly, I'm not 100% sure of what came of this, if they got that compensation or not. None of the articles I looked at seemed to know Sorry, they were applying for compensation from... The Canadian government, like the federal yes, government? Gotcha. essentially. They would have gone to the U.S., but they knew since, you know, xenophobia and the fact that they don't have a factory in the U.S., it wasn't going to work. So they're like, oh, Canada, we've already pumped this money in. Uh, you guys need us. So I'm assuming they pass some kind of compensation, especially since it's a liberal government and they love funding. That's all literally sorts wild that they're like – a co- like just a private company that like came over, decided to build a factory, and then decided, oh, these new laws you passed are going to negatively impact me. So give me money, please. Like, and we can't fa- confirm like, that they got the money. Company laws are so whack. Oh yeah. But I'm like 100% certain they definitely got some form of compensation. Certainly from, if not the Canadian government, then definitely the provincial government. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> they, they received, uh, and we have to mention this every episode. Uh, they received two JPEGs, or sorry, NFTs of uh, Justin Trudeau in blackface mm. in That's as right. compensation. <laughs> so it gets me every time. Oh, dude. right, because Ontario's open for business, so this is the sort of thing that we we <laughs> exactly. do love to do. So exactly, that's where the bulk of my research from Financial Times ends, and we start to transition into the CBC articles, which are, let's say, much less kind to Fihe International, Fihe Dairy, and the uh, Royal Canada Milk, which is the name of the factory. 
So when they were building the factory, they proposed an organizational hierarchy that would involve them bringing over management members from China to oversee the factory and then hiring locally for the workforce. But before they could hire the workforce, they had to build the factory. So they mostly used contractors, uh, including one out of BC. And a lot of these contractors brought numerous workers over from China to work on the factory. And this is where things start to get very, very bad. Quote, they lived in overcrowded conditions that violated local and fire building codes. So they brought workers over to build the factory and just stuck them in cheap, like single unit housing. We're talking about as many as 88 workers living in five separate single like occupancy houses. So like single family abodes. Yeah, it was fucked. That was the only article I actually saw. The photos of it were insane. Like they just created like these elaborate like bunk bed systems basically. But yeah, literally like 90 people in a couple suburban homes. It was insane. Yeah. So in like uh, bungalows. So in June and July of 2019, so two years ago, uh, they received a, an anonymous tip, the fire inspector, that there were people living in these houses far beyond what they were coded for. Uh, handwritten notes from one visit say the inspector was told by someone at the property that there were more people staying at these residences, but the first wave of workers had already left. So they were literally bringing people in in waves of, you'd have to assume, hundreds, mm-hmm. stuffing them into these houses, sending them to work at the factory, and then shipping them off once their work visa had expired. One two-bedroom home provided accommodations for 26 workers with 18 people sleeping on bunk beds in its basement jesus christ Holy smokes and, and it's happening in our town just right under our noses kingston ontario within the last two years what the there was fuck, also man. photos of how they like cooked because they all did like mm-hmm. one giant meal and did mealtime all together and the walls were like melting because they had like this giant walk in this like open fire thing it looked so dangerous and it was just like they were trying to feed everybody from that one family kitchen all at the same time so it was like all a hundred people like in one kitchen eating it was it looked extremely dangerous but anyway that's because it was it was unbelievably dangerous uh here's another quote from the article if an employee is unable to work or has completed his assigned work his accommodation is terminated and he is returned home to his country so if you get injured while you are living in one of these cramped homes, or as you're going to find out, working at these extremely dangerous job sites, they're just going to ship you off. They're not, like, there's no accountability. Contracted workers from China were, quote, treated like second-class citizens at the bottom of its organizational structure. Current and former employees of Canada Royal Milk, speaking to CBC, confirmed that real goal, that's the contractor from BC, employees were expected to work hard, they were observed working very long shifts, shifts and performing dangerous work, sometimes after other employees had left at the end of the working day. So you're working these people beyond normal hours, without any kind of PPE, sending them home to crammed abodes, and presumably paying them the lowest rate you can. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the hazardous work conditions these uh, migrant workers faced. So workers in Phihe International's Canadian subsidiary are warning the workplace isn't safe, and they're afraid someone's going to get killed. They didn't care about you. They didn't care about your family, one worker said. We were told constantly, this is the way they do things in China. So I kept asking them, why did you build a factory here then? So CBC notes that using uh, like the FOIA Act, they found a number of workplace violations linked to the Canada Royal Milk plant, the one just over in the West End here in the city of Kingston. For instance, there was 
a risk of explosion, there were several risks of electrocution, unsafe storage of chemicals, air quality concerns, and in one case, physical violence inflicted on the employees by a management team member. Oh my so the most God. recent data Do we have specifics available. on that? Or? Oh yeah. Yes, I do. So this comes from WSIB from 2019, which is the plant's first year of operation. So they're counting in that as well, the construction of the plant and then the actual uh, milk processing itself. So we're looking at the construction and then the actual you know, formula. Here it is. So in these early months, Canada Royal Milk employees missed work due to injuries or illnesses at a rate four times higher than rates recorded by employees at other food manufacturers with similar workplaces. So this factory, four times more dangerous than even other like formula factories. The company reported five injuries in 2019 that required treatment beyond standard first aid or that caused an employee to miss work or caused modifications to their workplace responsibilities, including chemical burns, exposure to caustic materials, and facial injuries. Jesus. One, wow. one worker spoke of how employees worked at high elevations within the plant without training or safety harnesses. Oh my god. So some of the people working at Heights were also carrying heavy equipment. They were working in the winter on slippery roofs without any kind of securance or securing equipment or Why the know, hell are they on the roof? Like they're the supposed roof, to be making like baby a, a formula. <laughs> like the roof of a milk truck. So like oh, they're okay. bringing the trucks in. Uh, so <laughs> As construction on the plant was wrapped up in January 2020, a complaint was filed with the Ministry of Labor uh, about a millwright replacing a heater on a 460-volt live wire without protective equipment. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> it seems like they literally just, like, can't even refuse unsafe work, like what you were talking about, the distinction between the Canadian and mm-hmm. the Chinese employees, too. They'll like, just send them home. They, they literally wouldn't make the Canadian employees do stuff like that. They were just like, oh, well, you guys could refuse it or report it, and, like, we can just make them do it. It's fine. Like, oh, my God. So, Megan, you're, you're spot on that a lot of the construction stuff is explicitly uh, related to Chinese contractors, migrant workers. Although we are going to talk about some stuff that occurred with the Canadian workforce mm. very shortly. So this is another quote from the article. There were lots of instances, mostly with foreign Chinese contractors working on 600 volts live every day, all day. It's a federally mandated rule. You are not allowed to work live. It takes less than one amp to stop your heart. Wow. So the plant safety manager, it may surprise you to hear, rarely left his office. Uh, I do have his name at the end if you're interested. Employees also reported, and Dean, you're going to appreciate this one, all my history heads out there, employees reported fire exits being locked and secured with an electronic key pass system unavailable to the workers on oh the floor. Oh my god! I was literally just about to say, like, this is like some jungle shit. This, this is, is some triangle shirtwaist shit. L- legitimately, exactly, that is triangle shirtwaist factory fire. That is insane. Like, I, I was going to, like, crack some joke about, like, oh, like, this just sounds like, you know, the, the factories that they had, like, 12-year-olds working in, like, at the ter- turn of the century, of, like, the turn of the 1900s. But, yeah, no, it's not even, there's, it's it exactly is. that. It is exactly that. Now, that would be one thing if they weren't also working with, you know, the, the formula processing machine, which is described as a four-story pressure cooker. So the dryers spin milk with gusts of hot air in their massive steel cylinders until it turns to powder. Last August, so this is August 2020, a call was placed to the Ontario Labour Ministry. 
The caller's name was unknown, but they warned that the, quote, milk dryer is going to explode. The company continued to operate dryers without its safety system. <laughs> the caller says that one of the dryers had been clogged with burnt milk product, but did not shut down. And surprisingly, a fire subsequently broke out inside the pressurized dryer. Yeah, and fuck, the thing I read was that they didn't, like, call any sort of team to get the dried milk out. They just sent the Chinese employees up a ladder and were like, scrape it out with, like, a pick. It was insane. That's right. So. And that's what one of, the, one of the pictures is, is people, like, going into these machines and, like, knocking the uh, powdered milk out. Another fun thing, uh, pickling paste, which is a potentially harmful product that's used to clean the steel welds, was sitting around in unlabeled water bottles. What That's, the okay, fuck? I don't even understand how stuff like that happens. Like, I remember HDTV doing a bunch of PSAs about this and stuff. But, like, literally, why ever put it in a water bottle? Also, that's so illegal. It's specifically mm-hmm. in women's that it's illegal to put things in water bottles. Like, why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> why would you ever do that? Holy fuck. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a setup for disaster, 100%. percent like you're trying to kill someone. Yeah, like, it's not, like, you're not even saving money on that. I know. You know? Just two, so they have reports of at least two people being taken to hospital after coming into contact with this pickling paste acid without proper protection. So that's tremendous. Here's another uh, set of choice quotes. And try not to laugh, because I did admittedly laugh when I saw this quote. But uh, one, so employees at Canada Royal Milk Plant say that management treats them like minions. Which, oh, no. And I just imagine them, because Do you they, can see a minion. Yeah, because they give us bananas. Yeah, they, they make us wear little overalls, and they give us nice goggles. Uh, but no, sexy. the actual thing is, uh, by denying them safety gear that fit, so if even got PPE, it didn't even fit. Uh, and also accusing them of being overpaid and less industrious than the workers in China. We were told at one meeting by the production manager to go home and tell our wives and kids that they won't be seeing us again at any point in the next couple weeks because we have a deadline to meet. At that what point, the I basically, fuck? yeah, I basically told my manager to go fuck himself. Another worker said a manager mentioned that in China, when someone broke th- something or moved at too slow of a pace, the company would just take the worker's paycheck away. Okay. I so I these, love how they were, were literally told they were overpaid when they're doing this extremely dangerous work just because they won't submit to the most like unhumane working conditions. Like holy fuck! Uh, and in, it should be noted in the case of the one worker that told his manager to go fuck himself. That's when his manager put his hands on the worker and like assaulted this man. Oh my god! Chance, what were you gonna say though? Sorry. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say. Well, I was gonna ask. So this management team is the one from BC. No, those are the people that brought the contractors in. This is the management team that's sourced mostly from China with a few uh, local hires, like Canadian hires on like the HR position, for instance. But the majority oh, okay. of the management team are Chinese transplants with the occasional uh, Canadian hired to fill out the ranks. This company just uh. sounds fucked. <laughs> uh, that's because they are. Yeah. It turns out this is a Satan corporation. No doubt about it. So employees were promised good pay. Then we're told that they couldn't have it because the plant wasn't bringing money in yet, despite the fact that it was appearing to, quote, spend left, right, and center. Let's also remember oh this God. plant has $350 million worth of money pumped into it. A unionization vote was held in March 2020, just a few days before the pandemic began. The outcome was narrowly in favor of certifying with the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, which is great. 
but eight ballots were disputed and sealed, enough to tip the balance away from unionization. The union is now arguing that the company misrepresented the work to some of the disputed employees perform, and that they classified them as production staff when, in fact, they play administrative or even management roles. So this is a classic technique mm. where they've just reclassified people that would be against the union and move them into a spot where they can then vote against the union. Because believe it or not, your managers, and especially your fucking administrators and higher-ups, uh, don't want you to unionize because that makes yeah, their life yeah. a whole lot more fucking difficult. Yeah, that's yeah, HR, too. Really fan of that one. Oh, exactly, 100%. In fact, the HR woman for this, uh, well, I'll get to her. Uh, I'm going to pull up her name and hopefully her home address as well. That would be really something. In Minecraft. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you can Only hear my, if it's publicly available. Uh, you can hear my gamer keyboard clacking away as I <laughs> angrily search this woman's name. Let's go with the information I do have. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about city politics? Hell yeah. yeah. Finally. Yeah. As you could imagine, this milk factory has caused quite a stir. We talked earlier about uh, Brian Patterson's, I'm sure, tireless efforts to seal the deal and bring Fay Hay Dairy to Kingston, Ontario, but he's not the only one who's had to answer questions. Kingston Councillor uh, Simon Chappelle's district includes both the plant and the improvised <laughs> improvised housing for the workers. He <laughs> said improvised he thinks, housing. Yeah, that's the that's the term used. He said yes, he and the, the jury's still out <laughs> on whether this plant is delivering on that's, the economic benefits it promised for the community. Although the company's investment does help keep residential property taxes low. Oh well, that's okay. good. Doesn't that just say it all, right? I was <laughs> surprised at how like blatant that statement was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't worry. These guys are making it so we don't have to charge you more. Yeah, we're we're gonna torture all these people by poking them with sticks, but then your property tax will be one (laughs) percent lower. Isn't that nice? It's like, yes, we did cram, you know, two hundred Chinese workers into a a single bungalow. Uh, Yes, we do make you know Kingston residents slurp down pickling paste and consume uh, burnt milk powder. Uh, yes, this factory is essentially just a monument to Moloch, and we were trying to summon the elder gods uh, from their long slumber by committing all these atrocities. But those residential property taxes looking pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't you love so, to build another yeah. another subdivision here? Come on. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sold. Oh, you could you could build a subdivision around a factory. That seems like a cool system that no one's ever tried before. <laughs> <laughs> So Chappelle worries that city officials weren't holding the company to a high enough standard. Loud, startling noises and foul, <laughs> cells at the su- foul smells at the site were addressed only reluctantly after residents spoke out, he said. <laughs> this is what he adds. People hesitate to criticize Canada Royal Milk's business practices, the councillor said, because I think there are sensitivities of being labeled as non-supportive or unwelcoming. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing racism if you actually investigate yeah. the Chinese factory. And also, if you if, ask me to yeah. do my job. If there's like extremely loud noises at 3 a.m. that sounds like a screech or a giant bang all night and yeah. you say anything about it to the counselor, that's racist. Yeah, consider being more open-minded. <laughs> uh, this is equivalent to anti-Asian discrimination and hate crimes. Yes, Simon Chappelle is trying to stop Asian hate by allowing this company to uh, immiserate hundreds of Chinese workers. To be fair to him, I feel like he's saying that he didn't think people were reaching out to him because they were afraid of being called racist. I don't think he was saying they were racist for doing it. But even planting that idea is so funny. Like, what (laughs) the hell? At the same time, though. 
we also know he's not going to do anything about it. Uh, so CBC, uh, after reporting on all of these numerous violations of workplace safety and all the fucking harassment workers have had to deal with, uh, they spoke to Brian Patterson, and he assured them that they were going to be uh, holding the factory to ensure that every city regulation is being followed. He followed up by saying, We will continue to monitor this situation and work with the necessary regulatory agencies and other levels of government as needed. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Well, that's good. <laughs> I also, so you're not going to do anything, then? <laughs> I, I googled Chappelle, and he was the one that got cancelled for saying Wuhan virus in a Teams meeting. Yes. So, yes. I love, okay, he calls it the Wuhan virus and then says, people are too afraid of being racist. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Simon. You know what? That kind of adds up, though, because the same people that call things the Wuhan virus are also the people that are like, cancel cultures destroying society. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is an argument for that. He's like, people didn't want to tell me because they didn't want to get canceled. Exactly, now, let's, yeah. Let's remember Brian Patterson's promise to hold this company accountable to all the safety regulations. And I want you to just keep that in mind as I read you the next little piece of information I have. This is a public notice posted by Canada Royal Milk. Positive case of COVID-19 identified at Canada Royal Milk. Mm. So they have identified currently one positive case, and there is a concern about it being a potential outbreak effect, given that Given you know, that they PPE. all live in the same goddamn house. <laughs> no, yeah. that was the construction. These are the these are the Kingston people. These oh, are the okay. first class, second class citizens. But <laughs> oh, uh, like the middle class that, on the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Canada Royal Milk is a comprehensive safety program in place to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen in the workplace. Essentially, they're just going through it, saying, "Yeah, we have such a sterling safety record that this is just a mere blip on the radar." And uh, she includes her name as well as her business phone number. So there's two people I would like to highlight that if you're curious, you can follow up on and voice your concerns about how they are, you know, just fucking destroying the lives of the hundreds of people that work for them. The first and probably the most evil is Carly Bidness, who is the human resources manager. So immediately, you know, alarm bells should be going. (laughs) Carly Nanya Bidness. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, you stole it from me, Dean. And Sorry, I will pal. put her phone number in the description because she left it on this <laughs> PR release, which is foolish and also brave of her. So I'm going to call her for sure. And the other person I would like to highlight is the so-called uh, Officer of Environmental Health and Safety, which is Walid Abdallah. Let's uh, flash back to the statement that the health and safety officer rarely leaves their office. And under his watch, we have seen fires. We have seen workers being exposed to acid. We've seen workers working at height without training or proper equipment. We have seen, like, literally dozens of fucking WSIV violations. Uh, The fact that this guy still has a job. I think it's a really hard job. I think we need to cut Mm. him some slack. Yeah, and, like, the fact that he's fucked up so many times. Not all of them have died yet. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's... The fact that so many bad things have happened, that's <laughs> got to take a toll on his mental health. Oh, yes. Uh, new, new merch idea. I, I survived the Royal Canadian Milk Factory. <laughs> we, could, we would make a killing, honestly. People we could would just buy sell that. them outside the factory. Yeah. 
And China doesn't <laughs> yeah. have any kind of ruling on intellectual property, so we can just straight up use their. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can use the Mickey Mouse logo. On it. Yeah, yeah, we'll use the Chinese logo, which is attached to it. What are they going to do? <laughs> we'll put Overwatch characters on it and really embrace the theme. <laughs> yeah, new Overwatch characters, of course. Well, of It'll course. just be Goku on it. It'll be Tracer getting fucked by Goku. Yes, with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Chinese characters for uh, Canada Royal Milk, and then just I survived underneath. And then maybe a skeleton with his finger up to his head as if he was going to shoot himself. I think that'd be pretty sick. (laughs) That'd be so cool. (laughs) I am a merch master. Oh, I love that. So this is a story that was incredibly shocking to me. I was aware of the milk factory in the sense that I drive past that area quite a bit. Like, I'm familiar with the West End. I did not realize that this was the most satanic place in the city of Kingston now, which is incredibly impressive given the other satanic places in Kingston, like yeah, Queen's given that University we have haunted prisons <laughs> and Queen's University. <laughs> so <laughs> I was in awe just researching this. Also, incredibly difficult to find any kind of information for a multinational corporation that's based in China. Like I had to go to Financial yeah. Times. I had to look up like all these ridiculous articles where it's like. It's just a press release with like three or four English words, and those words are Astro Baby. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'd love to see that. But what do you guys think of Canada Royal Milk? Yeah, I don't even know how to, like, uh, what the reaction to this should be, because I feel like a lot of when there's going to be a really shitty factory being built in your town, it's more preventative. But now it's like this company just owns this factory, and they're just doing stuff in Kingston. I don't know. I guess that yeah, would I'm just be a unionization it, problem, mostly. I'm surprised that it slid for so long, right? Oh, like, exactly. I'm surprised it, the breaking news is just happening now, based on like the the reports of the treatment of like workers mm-hmm. across the board, even in its construction. Well, I feel like it was definitely PR doing its work to make sure that none of this got out, so that people in the area couldn't criticize it, right? Exactly. Because I feel like I feel like everyone would have banded together and been like, "Shut this shit down!" <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. Do people instead, care about migrant workers that much? Doesn't fucking seem like it. I would like to think Kingston does. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to think that if people are listening to the hey, show, they probably chance do. that oh, statue okay. of John A. McDonald probably says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But Same, uh, like, I, I Chinese think... as well. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I think the one thing to to note and remember here is uh you know uh dear leader uh Patterson uh he like if I'm not mistaken those uh you know statements that he made about you know looking into this and like making sure that they follow regulations that was like 2 weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, and no, no news about that since, eh? I think it was even longer than that ago to be honest. Uh no, it was about 2 weeks. It was about uh, 2 weeks. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's there in person. Uh, he's sampling the product straight from the line. Can we start a rumor that Brian Patterson's an adult baby? I feel like that yeah, that could get cool. some purchase. Yeah, no. That, that's one of the <laughs> least mean things we've said about him. He's, it's, he's it's bald. This, so. It's his jeans. That's if, you look at his, if you look at his jeans from the right angle, you can definitely see diapers. Yeah, he's diaped up. Uh, yeah, Brian Patterson, he's, he's if you would up. like to prove diaped otherwise... Up. I would like you to address this uh, when you're running for mayor. 
every single time you duck this issue, it would only lend further credence to the fact that you were diped up on a Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Patterson, if you could please, uh, you know, at City Hall, just take your pants off routinely <laughs> just to demonstrate your diplessness. Uh, yeah, I think, do you think we could get, like, journalist status in order to go to mayoral debates Absolutely. or whatever they yes, do I am so God. that we can we can ask questions during the question I don't think CFRC like, would like it but we could do it no we're, <laughs> we're we can you know we'll wear Groucho Marx disguises we'll be independent uh, sure literally can anyone can be a journalist uh, yeah. it is the easiest job all you have to do is ask questions and then if anyone kicks you out of somewhere you just start screaming like Laura uh, Loomer yeah exactly we're gonna loom I just want to yell like, Mr. Patterson, is it true that you're a baby? Well, mayoral <laughs> debates usually happen in like high school gyms and anyone can go. So we can definitely make this happen. I'm actually not over. allowed in high school. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Uh, I'm for a different reason, but also the same. <laughs> yeah. I will make us some, some press passes. I will use my resources at work, specifically the laminator, to uh, get us looking professional so we can sneak in and ask Brian Patterson yeah. if he is indeed an that's, adult that's baby. A, that's a great tip for, you know, our listeners at home. Like, if you have access to a laminator, you can basically do whatever you want. Yes. Uh, I ever tell you guys about uh, the old uh, status cards? No. Status cards used to literally just be pink card stock <laughs> that um, had some, like, black ink, like, printed on it. And then uh, the photo was usually one of those, like, cool pics cameras and um and then it was laminated shittily in a laminator and then hand cut by with scissors so you could literally people were just printing their own status cards for years and years and years i think in some places they still do that so that's cool just so you guys know i made a fake student card from queens that let me use the bus it worked pretty well that's a classic yeah it was awesome so that is the twisted tale of canada royal milk I hope the people listening are as outraged as we were going through it. I do encourage you to go to the Canada Royal Milk website where you can email them, call them, and voice your concerns about this fucking factory that is going to kill someone. It is objectively going to kill someone if they don't smarten the fuck up. Mm. So, I'm still reeling by the fact that like Rebel News hasn't been all over the fact that Brian Patterson went to China and now a Chinese company is in the Kingston. I honestly to be feel fair, like municipal governments do that all the time and that's just not something they like publicize. But I, I think no, they no, have I like, know. the ability to travel a lot more than we notice or think. It's weird. I, I'm, I, sure. I'm always so weirded out I'm hearing about it. I'm surprised because there's such like a hot Chinese hate train going mm. on right yes. now. Xenophobia is really saying oh, a, a new renaissance. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that I I'm surprised that they just haven't used that to just yeah absolutely slander him. And to be honest, when I'm like looking through stories, especially like any kind of international or like uh, foreign policy stuff about China, a lot of times I'm like, okay, this is just xenophobic or trying to agitate for a war with mm. China. This one's yeah, a very different yeah. thing. I would love to see the city of Kingston invade China as uh, <laughs> retaliation for their mistreatment of our great. workers. <laughs> We're going and to, for their workers, we do it for on behalf of the workers of China. The workers of the world unite, destroy yeah. Phi Hay's uh, goat milk factory. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you folks don't have anything else to say about uh, getting milk, I can uh, let you in on a little secret about how Canada is becoming exactly like China. Oh, please. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is a little article I found in the National Post by... Wait, Dean, do the accent. <laughs> Wait, what what's, accent? What, what's the accent? The Chinese no, accent? Dean, do... Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, the do text. the accent. Do uh, it. This is a, an article I found by uh, a Mr. Jesse Klein, a uh, friend of the show. Justin Trudeau and the Don't CRTC are coming for your cat videos. <laughs> oh, yes. What? Yeah, so I'm not going to read his, this fucking article to you. I'm going to skim through it because, you know, it's not worth your time. And I, you know, unlike the rest of you, care about our listeners and their remaining sanity points. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so within the last week, you know, our, our uh, liberal government have uh, been bolstering the powers of the CRTC. So they are expanding the powers of the CRTC to include streaming services uh, like Netflix and Amazon Prime and such. Uh, Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. And, you know, that's all sort of par for the course to, you know, make sure that they have enough Canadian content and, like, other rules and regulations uh, about media in Canada that are uh, way too... they, They are myriad and boring. Uh, so I'm not going to go through them. But there was an, an exemption in this new uh, bill that they had put forth that said, like, these extensions would not apply to, uh, you know, user-generated content. So basically, like, TikToks, YouTube videos, uh, you know, uh, tweet videos, what have you, uh, would not be affected right. by this. Uh, that exemption was taken out as of Monday, this bill hasn't Uh-oh. passed yet, and uh, from what I've read uh, from non-National Post uh, sources, uh, it's more likely than not going to get killed based on, uh, you know, the fact that it is infringing on freedom of speech uh, in this country. But, uh, yeah, that is what uh, Jesse Klein is worried about. Uh, and if this does pass, you can kiss this podcast goodbye, baby, because you know Justin's not going to let this on the airwaves <laughs> oh, it's, anymore. It's just Trudeau gets to decide each YouTube video that goes up. He has to vet first. <laughs> That's exactly how uh, Mr. Klein lays it out for, <laughs> for me, at least. He has moderator powers. Yeah. Uh, but Jesse is concerned uh, very much that, like China uh, scrubbing uh, you know, any uh, evidence of someone saying anything bad about uh, their country, or uh, as recently uh, in India, they've cracked down on uh, and censored a lot of posts that were critical of their handling of coronavirus. He's like, oh, you know, like the liberals are going to uh, use this to silence conservative voices and make sure that there is no dissent among the ranks on uh, TikTok. Because again, conservative Canadian TikTok politics is a huge uh, venue for well, O'Toole. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, that's how, how they meet their girlfriends. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, again, like this is just another example of us uh, creeping towards communism. He, he's got a really uh, choice quote here that I really liked. If there's one gripe Canadians have with Netflix, it's that it doesn't carry Little Mosque on the Prairie. <laughs> My he's God. right. Oh, no, wow. he's, he's right. That's right. I, yeah, I do that's wish it was show, on there. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think we should do uh, uh, an episode on that one time. I think God. we could learn a lot. It used to be really popular. My mom watched it for a bit. Seems fun. But <laughs> Does it? I don't no, know. No, it seems extremely boring. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And probably it, offensive. Set it in Wexit era Alberta. I think that'd be interesting. <laughs> that would now be that, great. That's a show awesome. that would have something to yeah. say. And they they are on the side of Wexit. Yeah. Well, I mean, they understand. They're like, yeah, we need to separate from <laughs> from Canada. They're like, brothers, you must do whatever it is that brings your heart the most joy. And it's just like all these racist Albertans just like hanging around this mosque, like not. <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't care because it would show. You know, the real people, issue. People start taking up, like, the Nation of Islam and, like, changing their last name to X. So it's like, <laughs> I'm Barney X. Jason X. I'm, <laughs> I'm Brett Muhammad. <laughs> Brother names- Jason Kenya Muhammad Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jason Ali. <laughs> I think it would be very funny if this bill passed, though, and like 30% of the TikToks we view have to be Canadian and they have to yeah. sort of figure out how to program that, which would be hilarious. So, yeah, like, I like, I, I know don't... that's not how it would actually manifest if they were to regulate TikTok, but it would be funny. No, from at least uh, the, all the alarm bells that are being uh, rung about this are like, oh, the CRTC will be able to take down any uh, content that you put online uh, that does not meet their regulations. Like, uh, it's, it's specifically, like, the, like for broadcasters, uh, if they put out anything that doesn't adhere to CRTC, they get fined hundreds of thousands of dollars. As far as I can tell, that won't happen to individuals that post uh, TikToks that are critical of Trudeau, but... Okay, you can't get, Even then, you can't get you can... fined for being critical of no, the no, government. No, no, that was a joke. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah, that, yeah, that was a joke. Not yet, uh, but I will when I I'm in say power. Our, <laughs> yes. our, our show is on the airwaves. Like, we get away with some shit. No, we get fines. We just don't pay them. It's like parking <laughs> yeah. tickets. <laughs> yeah, they don't matter. <laughs> I they have so have many of them. The wrong email for us. We've just never gotten any of them <laughs> so far. So yeah, we owe the government like three hundred and thirty million dollars, <laughs> and that was just from like the first two episodes. Also, can't yeah. the CRTC already take down stuff? Like, you guys ever click on YouTube videos and it just says like the uploader has not made this available in your country? It happens with SNL all the time. You just can't click on it. Why are you watching SNL? That's not a CRTC thing. That's a that's within like the government of like the country where that comes from. Yeah, Uh, that's usually. But get a VPN, my dude. Uh, Comcast itself owns a lot of like the comedy networks and don't want their things broadcast in other countries. That's weird. Uh, My favorite thing about this bill in particular is that there are a number of uh, MPs who have said. Uh, that like oh expanding these regulations uh, into streaming services will help crack down on child pornography, which <laughs> last I checked was already illegal. Uh, no, you know you you go into Netflix and you search child pornography into the <laughs> into the tab. Yeah, what what Trudeau is trying to do here is make sure that all like thirty five percent of all child pornography on Netflix oh, is Canadian. It's Canadian. <laughs> it's Canadian. I was gonna say that like. We we know for a fact there's uh, uh you know less child porn per capita in Canada so at least yeah we how do, you, how do you know that um <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay terrible <laughs> not much else to say except that we are becoming communist uh, by making Netflix air um, oh, okay, no. you know, you know terrible how, CBC shows you you know how when they type in Tiananmen Square or whatever it like zaps them off yeah. of whatever they're doing what's that going to be for us 
What's our event? Don Cherry leaving uh, Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It'll send you to the Wikipedia for uh, Sir John A. John right. Christian choking that guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, if you never hear another episode of this podcast, it is because the dirty liberals have uh, taken this away from you, as well as your your uh, you know dancing TikToks and your cat videos. No, we're literally Canadian. We're gonna be. You like thirty five percent of all podcasts you have to listen to is us. That's gonna, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, we get super a, famous. After yeah, this. we make it a huge signal boost. That's there right. Bump this shit, Trudeau. How the Trudeau for the Trudeau bump. <laughs> if you had to listen to our show, like thirty five percent of your media. Oh my god, <laughs> well, that's what I expect of all of our listeners if they're loyal. But that's right. Uh, this is the yeah. only one I listen to, and that's when I'm editing it. So. <laughs> People. uh I imagine, like, people, like, quoting to their friends, like, quotes from the first two episodes or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Remember when they did that uh, Hasidic Jew Don Cherry joke? <laughs> Do I ever. Here's the deal. The people that listen to this show are just my friends anyways, so they're usually just asking me about the horrible things I say. So it really wouldn't impact my life in any major way. So you know what? Maybe I'm for it. I think I'll support the CRTC bill. Yeah. All right. All right. All yeah, in well, favor, I'm... say aye. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Aye. aye. There we go. Oh, Beautiful. Chance. My goodness. Yeah, I'm a contrarian. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thank you very much for uh, joining us for this episode. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with some more goodness. Woo, mm-hmm. thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.